Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rebecca F. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2016. Today we are reading from the big book and we are in chapter 5, How It Works. We'll start out at the top of page, at the bottom of page 58. Remember that we deal with alcohol. And we'll read all the way through to the top of page 60, ending in, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Our comments will be focused on the overall 12-step process. Today's readers are Roxanne T., Ruth C., Sue L., Sally A., and Charlie G. The reference number for yesterday, Monday, May 2nd, 2016, is... Eight seven zero eight. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Roxanne T. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Rebecca. My name is Roxanne T., recovered in New York. Here are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and I pass. Thank you, Roxanne T. I will now ask Ruth C. to read the 12 Traditions. Thank you, Rebecca. Can I be heard? Thank you, Rebecca. Can I be heard? Yes, Ruth C., loud and clear. Thank you. This is Ruth C., a compulsive overeater from Georgia. The 12 Steps and Traditions. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never to be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service. I pass. Thank you, Ruth C. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. 
Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book beginning with the last paragraph on page 58. Remember that we deal with alcohol. Through the top of page 60, ending in, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. The paragraphs beginning with remember and half measures will be read for context only, while the rest, beginning here are the steps, and the 12 steps themselves will be the overall focus for our comments. I will now ask Du L to begin the reading. Good morning. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at a turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so were injured them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understand him praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Good morning. Uh, my name is Du, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, sorry, Du L. Du L. Okay. Um, <laughs> And let me just set my timer. Here we go. Um, so here we're looking at step three. We're looking at the prelude or the synapsis, what is involved in making that decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God, um, as I understood him, right? And so we're in this chapter now, how it works, and it's going to go into step three. And it's given us kind of like an inventory of what is involved in making that decision. And what's involved is going through the rest of the steps. And at, at this point in time, it's saying, you know, we've already taken um, two, conclusion, two conclusion steps, right? Uh, the first conclusion step is that, you know, I have to admit that I'm powerless over the food, that I have no control over my food, and that when I do uh, try to control my food, uh, my life becomes unmanageable. And then we've uh, just covered three chapters on how to come to believe in a power greater than ourselves, right? So we read there's a solution, more about alcoholism, and we agnostics. 
And now, um, and that, and that power is going to restore us to sanity, right? So now we're making the decision to turn our wills and our lives over to the care of God. And so it's given us a brief synopsis of what that's going to look like, right? So steps one through three, we're going to try to get a right relationship with God. And steps four through six, uh, uh, seven, we're trying to get a right relationship with ourselves. And then we're going to do eight and nine, which is trying to get a right relationship with others. And then 10, 11, and 12 is going to be the maintenance work where we're going to continue to maintain that relationship with God, myself, and others. And, and not only maintain that relationship, but grow along those principles. You know, so a couple of things I wanted to cover here is, you know, when we make these decisions to engage with the rest of the steps, you know, and that means that I'm going to do an inventory, I'm going to um, share this with God, with myself, and with another person um, so that they can call me on my stuff, right, because God can't directly come down and tell me that I'm full of it. Um, and then um, step six is looking at those character defects that keep me blocked from God. And then I make a verbal commitment in step seven to, um, to try to get connected to God again and, and go through the rest of the steps, which is now I need to be uh, free of fear to go and straighten out the relationships that have harmed. And when I'm able to do that, um, God gives me the power to continue to do this work, you know, because now I'm, I'm going on a different power. It's not a self-power, but it's a God willpower. And then I'm going to continue to improve my conscious contact with God. And once I'm able to do that, then I'm able to uh, show my gratitude to others by um, helping another person, helping someone to get this program and that involves practicing these principles in all my affairs. And that's a tall order, but at least it gives me a brief synopsis of what is involved in this decision. And I, I look forward to hearing um, the other comments from everyone else. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sue L. Who would like to share on uh, the 12 steps overall? This is Larry. Jane S. Larry. Did I hear Jan S? Jane S. Jane F. Mary K. S as in Sam. S as in Sam and Mary K I got. And Sharon H. Sharon H. Vasa O. Vasa O. Okay, I have Larry K, Jane S, Mary K, Sharon H, and Vasa O. Larry K, go right ahead. Thanks so much uh, for your service. I appreciate it. Um, this is Larry K, a recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. So, um, you know, the, the, it begs the question, you know, do read the, the steps here. And uh, this is the practical program of action, by the way. I missed that. I missed that somewhere along the way um, early in program. Wow, this, these steps, this is what's going to get me well. But it begs the question, why are the steps important? Um, well, it, it is going to get me well. I know that in reflection. But I didn't know that going into program. I didn't know the steps were going to get me well. See, the, the, the reason they're important is they're effective. You know, millions of people have recovered from the seemingly hopeless condition of, 
of mind and body. And, and the people who have recovered didn't do anything special. You know, they merely followed these instructions. What instructions did they follow? These steps. And, and um, they followed this practical program of action. And when followed precisely, we get a result. And the result is in the promises. And the you know, result is, it's varied. And it's, um, but, but it's, it, it's specific in that the obsession was lifted for me. And, um, you know, and that result isn't magic. Remember, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. You're not going to fail. You don't have to do it perfectly, but you have to put down the food and you have to follow this path. You know why you're not going to do it perfectly? Because you're human. You can't do it perfectly. Impossible. See, I don't eat the way I used to eat because I've been inwardly restructured from a self-centered consciousness to a God-centered consciousness. That's what happened to me as a result of these steps. Um, I didn't believe it before it happened to me. I just worked the steps, and that's what happened. That was the result. didn't matter if I believed in it. I, how could I? It was, you know, um, I might have believed it or not, but I have faith in it now because it happened to me. And if I could have changed myself through sheer, will, you know, sheer willpower uh, through my own desire to change, I mean, certainly I would, have, I would have done that a long time ago. You know, if, if that desire, you know, was all that was necessary, I wouldn't need the steps. And, you know, for me, there's been a fundamental, there had to be a fundamental paradigm shift from a desire to change myself through self-will to a desire to be changed by these steps. A desire to change myself means pride, more struggle, more battle, more futility. A desire to be changed by the steps means less struggle, letting go, surrender. You see, the, the opposite of futility is usefulness, fruitful, productive, helpful. How about I stop doing what no longer works and trust in these steps, trust in the process and what does work? I've seen it in others. Maybe, just maybe, it'll work for me. You know, I, maybe I was the barrier to crossing that bridge of hope, and I got to let go. Fine. With that, I'll pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Larry Kay. Jane S. Hi, uh, this is Jane S. from Pennsylvania. Can you hear me? Yes, we do. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah, um, hearing all these steps, I've been hearing uh, uh, these steps for a long, long time. And um, it certainly, you know, when when you hear them all together and uh, it, it, it could be a program that um, could absolutely help anybody, you know, just what um, it's good, self-reflection is good, and making amends to people is good, and getting close to God is good, and, but somehow over the years, you know, I was trying to employ this in my life, and I wasn't getting the results that I wanted, and it wasn't until, you know, with and without periods of abstinence, I was would uh, struggle with the food as well, which is certainly uh, part of a big part of the problem. But um, it wasn't until studying uh, the steps and working through the steps in the big book that I, I really understand that all these years um, I've just had a, a fundamental problem with each of the first three steps. And um, 
the the first step, I I think I I used to view it as, yeah, I'm powerless over food. I need God to help me to take care of this food problem. God needs to help me. And now I realize, no, I can't do it. God has to do it. It's not God helping me. It's God doing it. And there's a real real difference there. Um, my problem with the second step was uh, I have been a believer in God all my life, but I, uh, when I would work the second step, I would feel like, you know, I've got to get my head wrapped around God. I've got to feel close to him. I've got to have this all figured out and have this awesome connection with God before I can move on. And now I realize from studying the big book, it doesn't, you don't even have to really have a handle on a higher power. You just have to have a willingness to want to believe in a higher power. Wow, I had that and I was able to move on. And my problem with the third step, again, was this perfectionistic thing. I've got to turn my whole will and my whole life, I've got to do this perfectly um, and you know, before I can move on. And now I understand that uh, turning my will in my life is a decision to go on with the rest of the steps. And... Um, I did that. I was able to, you know, working the steps of the big book, I finally got a handle on those first three steps and uh, allowed me to, to move on with the rest of the steps. And it worked. Oh, my goodness. You know, it, it, things that I had wanted to change for years changed. And um, it's a miracle. Um, thanks. That's it. Thank you, Jane S. Mary Kay. Good morning, everyone on the line. My name is Mary Kay W. Actually, a grateful, uh, recovered, compulsive overeater, but not cured just for today. And, you know, already in the short time we've been together this morning, we've heard the 12 steps twice. I wondered if we would read them at the beginning first, and of course we would. The, um, the, what I want to say is, talking to me specifically this morning about this this second reading is is and is the breakdown of how the steps work and, and Bill's lining up for us the 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 steps ahead of us and and you know and I've slipped and fall fallen down steps before and there's some steps that I'm really afraid of. Um I think that kind of uh sometimes can fit in here too but the but I I I, I just have to be willing to trust and go forward and then experience the the freedom and the joy that comes in the recovery is the promise because the promises are given. And the I've learned from a phrase recently that that I've not heard here, but I know it ex- describes what I hear here. Um I hear people who are have taken these steps and and the practices and, and center their lives on their higher power um, and but they're not maintaining in 10, 11, 12, because in step 11 it says to improve our conscious contact with God. So it's it's maintaining momentum that our our spiritual condition, our spiritual life gets richer and richer the more we follow this 
practical suggested program of recovery and then the miracles happen and and even in the time that I've been here I am experiencing the miracles and I'm not surprised um, because they were promised I'm very very grateful I'm very grateful just this past week was my weigh-in day and the um, and I'm grateful that my spiritual condition continues to improve, and and the and the, the messages that I get uh, with God, uh, who I, I I was told to stop weighing myself at all, to stop and just trust, and and that's how I'm going to move forward, uh, taking the steps of this suggested program of recovery because I. I am grateful, grateful, grateful that I am experiencing recovery. And thank you for um, everyone on the line and have a wonderful absent day. Pass. Thank you, Mary Kay W. Sharon H. Good morning, Rebecca. This is Sharon, uh, recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado by God's grace. Thank you for this uh, opportunity to share on these steps. And, um, you know, I've been, I had been around a long, long time, and I was one of those that could get abstinent, but I certainly could not stay abstinent. So that was my dilemma. So what, what did I determine or find out or be convinced of once I started listening to this uh, OA Vision for You, which was in July of 2012? Um, one, I must remember, this disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful, and without help, it's too much for us. And what I had missed was in the doctor's opinion that this is a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and um, then what am I going to do about that? What must I be convinced of then? Um, without help, it's too much for us. There is one who has all power. That one is God. May we find him now? That's step two to me. And then being convinced, we start to stand at this turning point. We ask his protection and care with complete abandon. And then, um, for me, you know, I had become so cynical and such a skeptic that I'd been in the program. I'd done several inventories, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'd become very cynical and very skeptic, and I was living in the bedevilments, and I didn't even know to the degree that I, I was living in them. And so then what do we do next? We launch uh, onto this program of action. The rest of it is rooted in action once we are convinced of these first three. And for me, that required, by God's grace, somebody sending me a set-aside prayer, which made me realize I had to set aside everything I thought I knew. I knew barely nothing because I couldn't stay abstinent. And I went through the process of the steps just like they're laid out in the book, and then 8 and 9 is where I had to clear up the wreckage of the past, how that had impacted so many other people. And, um, and so that was part of that requirement. And then 10, 11, and 12 is our daily reprieve. Uh, we do get a daily reprieve, but it is contingent on our willing to live in steps 10, 11, and 12. And that's what relieves me of this mental obsession because the mental obsession is what will send me back to being restless, irritable, and discontent. And I am human, so those things come up. Sometimes they're trivial. Sometimes they're large. It doesn't matter. I have to be willing to deal with them under these guidelines. 
And then uh, the step 12 is we are then given the privilege to live in this way of life and to be able to share that with others so that they may experience the freedom from this bondage of food and the mental obsession one day at a time. And I'm just so grateful to be a part of this. And thank you, Rebecca, for your service. And I welcome everyone out on the line today. It works. And it. what, it, what do we say in the meetings? It works if you work it. And we're certainly worth it. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Sharon H. Vasa O. Yes. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service. And I'm back recovered compulsive reader calling from uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I've been in the program for decades and decades, and they haven't changed how it works. Every time I go to the meeting, it's the same, you know, the same thing, and the steps are the same thing. And this is the only thing that has worked for me after trying to put the food down for many, many years. Um, and I was excited. I was really excited to find out, find out finally what was wrong with me, you know. I learned I had the disease. I learned I had the physical allergy. I learned about the mental obsession. And, uh, I, you know, and here it says, uh, remember that we deal with alcohol and food, could be food, cunning, baffling, powerful without help. It's too much. And I tried to get the help, all the help out there. I couldn't do it by myself, so I needed to find a power greater than myself. And it's just half measures of illness, nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection care with complete abandon. And the steps are amazing. And it gave me hope. I mean, I remember going to my first meeting or second meeting, I would see the steps hanging on the wall. And I'm saying, oh, I know the steps, one, two, three, four. But the difference, we have to study the steps one by one, the way they laid out, you know. It was very overwhelming for me to hear, you know, to do all this at once. No, my sponsor said, no, we have to do this. It's just one step at a time. And I was just so ready and I was just so willing. I did not want to die. I was, I, of course I admitted I was powerless over the food. My life was unmanageable. I wanted the food was unmanageable, but with my life I tried to manage it in every way I could. So I could prove that, you know, I could manage life, you know. And uh, uh, I was ready and willing to find a power greater than myself. And I did make that decision, you know, right that moment. I did step one, two, and three. I can't, he can, and I will let him. So, uh, again, I still do them one step at a time. And, of course, clean house and and the steps as they come. So I'm just so, so grateful that I have found the solution to my problem. And uh, it's amazing how this program works. You know, if we work it, I needed to take an action. Half of, half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. And with the food, I surrendered 150%. I've shared this many times. With my life and my will was a gradual surrender. But today, I, you know, I surrender with everything. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. This is Rebecca, and I'm going to share um, before we move on. And um, just putting my timer. Rebecca, you know, could you put me in, Charles H., before you move sure, on? Sure, Charles. Sure. Thanks. You can go right after me. Thanks. 
Um, so what I was going to say is that I see a lot of people in the rooms come into OA and um, I guess kind of use this program as a diet. Um, they get some information. They find out that they should follow a food plan. They get a lot of group support. And um, all of a sudden, they start losing weight and not eating binge foods or not eating, eating as much binge foods. And um, I guess they call that a pink cloud. They're not walking the steps. They're just in the rooms and they're having some success yet again, like I have many times before with a, with a diet. And sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but eventually I see like dominoes falling one by one. These people have this rude awakening where all of a sudden they're back in the food and they're gaining their weight back and they've given away their clothes and nothing fits and they're miserable and how could this happen to me? And they get blindsided. And it seems as though, you know, this disease we are in such deep denial and somehow we think that we're different than everybody else and that we don't have to work the steps. But we do if we want this program to work. This program is a program of recovery that's based on these 12 steps. And the sooner we give ourselves over to the truth of that and break the denial that we can do this ourselves, that we truly are powerless and that the steps are the solution to our problem better because it is a life and death matter. And, um, you know, uh, the time is a wasting. So with that, I will pass. And Charles, it's your turn. This is Bella. Can I share? Oh, Thank you. okay, Bella. Well, who was after Bella? Bella? You Carol G. <laughs> okay, I don't know if we're going to get to the second reader. So I've got Charles, Bella, Carol. So Lindy, can I share afterwards? Nessa R. Nessa R. And okay, I've got Charles, Bella, Carol, Nessa, and and Lindy. Was it Lindsay? Lindsay, Lindsay? yes. Thank you. Lindy. Okay, Charles, go right ahead. Thank you. I was gonna let I was gonna let y'all rock. I was gonna let y'all rock, but it's mad women, and uh, it's a wrap for that second paragraph. I'm gonna let you know early. Charles H. A recovered composable reader just for today, and uh, what I see is, you know, for me, I'm gonna keep it on me because I don't know about y'all. Because if I'm in if I'm in your head, I'm out of my mind. Let me say that from the jump. Um, for me, coming on always meeting without working the 12 steps, is dieting without group support. And the reason why I say it's without group support, because they're not going to show me how it works. They're going to they're gonna pat me on the back and say, that a boy, Charles. It'll be all right if, you, if your wife left you and you lost your job and they had Christmas cookies and at the, at the job and I didn't get the promotion and they, they happened to all get engulfed in my head. Somebody put an invisible gun to my head and say, pick up all these bench food. Um, <clears throat> So what I wanted to say is, man, I just blanked out, but um, the paragraph yesterday said without it, we, we, it's too much for us. And then all of a sudden, we run up and down these steps like, like it's an exercise, 
and then we forget about step 10. Continue to. Continue to. Right? Some people get so recovered, they're cured. Oh, I don't need this no more. I ain't got to do no more 10 steps. I ain't got to turn my food over no more. I don't care how it works. This is how it works. I don't care to find out. I don't need to, um, uh, you know, people ask, who, who's your higher power? It's not your business. Um, you know, like, you know, page 58, one of the greatest pages, you know, we, we try to find a softer way. We try to find an easier way. You know, I don't care how recovered you are. We turn our food over every day, and that's just my opinion. Um, we get access to that higher power by helping other people. Some people can say, oh, I live in 10, 11, and 12. They ain't meditate since Jesus was a baby. Um, they, they ain't have a 10-step. Oh, you perfect? They ain't have a 10-step since last October, and they're crying and screaming. This is how it don't work when you – this is how it don't work when you don't have – you perfect? What you doing here? What you want to call for? Can you bring me? Can you can you ascend me up with you with your perfectionism? So I don't care how it works, but I know this is how it works. Turning my food over every day, helping. I got four men on this process on four through nine right now. God is good, man. They are coming through, and 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 the only thing I, I ask for them to do is help some other men come through, because that's how they're gonna keep it. The oxymoron is. You can't keep it unless you give it away. You can't be selfish working the 12 steps. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Bella? Bella. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Rebecca, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow. The 12 steps, for me, it's the, it's the recovery. For me, it's the new life. For me, it's, uh, it's the freedom to live in the 12 steps. Uh, this is my recovery. And the basis, the first thing is step one. We admitted we were powerless. Wow. It's, it's a reminder for me 24-7 that I am powerless, and I am powerless not only with the food. I am powerless in everything. I am powerless in other people's behavior. I am powerless over the amount of uh, money that I will do. I am powerless over everything. And for me, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's sometimes hard because I am human and I, I want the control and I want the power. And for me, it's so hard to forgive myself. And what, what does it mean to forgive to myself? That I still want the control and it's a reminder for me. For me, <clears throat> for me this is the solution to admit that I am powerless. Yes, I am powerless. I am human. I don't know everything, and I am limited. And God gives me the opportunity to learn, to learn all the time. And yes, when I do a mistake, yes, Bella, don't worry. I am human, and this is the way that God wants me to behave, that, yes, I am powerless, and therefore, 
I have to learn to forgive to myself and to accept that, yes, I do have character defects, that I have to work on them. And this is the 12 steps. This is my recovery. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. Did I hear Carol is next? I didn't get the first initial. Yes, good morning, Rebecca. It's Carol G. Good morning, Carol G. Go right ahead. Thank you. It's Carol G, Compulsive Overeater Recovered, just for today. And um, I'm just looking here at this page. To me, the steps, when I look at them from this angle, they look like the backbone. Um, they're like a skeleton of what's going on. Um, and yeah, I know that when I came into the fellowship, they were on the wall, and um, I worshipped them from the wall rather than from the book. And I know that a skeleton has a structure, and you know it's what we're doing here. It's what I've had to do, but without muscle between bone, the bone, the skeleton can't move. And there is some serious muscle power in this program. And for me. What I've experienced has actually been the muscle in between the steps, the bits that you can't see. So I look at this structure and I say, yes, thank you very much, that's what's going on. But I haven't to detach it from the fact that they just told me a few moments ago, half measures will avail nothing. Because when I look at them in their entirety like that, I've seen people leave look at the steps, read the steps and leave and say, I'll do that one, I'll miss that one and, and you know, start playing hopscotch and I think I've done that too. Um, you know, I've balked at some of them sometimes when I look at them from this overview perspective. But what the, st what the step um, process has taught me is that I came to study the steps and then I actually took the directions and something miraculous happened. When I put the two things together, the step work and the directions that are, that are that's contained in this book, I stopped worshipping the steps themselves and I lived them and I experienced them in such a way that I began to heal from this internal devastating condition that I suffer from. And, you know, I, I look at them now and I say to myself, always remember, Carol, don't take just the backbone. Don't just look at the process and say, I, I can't do that, I can't do that. Just keep on reading. Go through the program, go through the work, take it in its entirety and please, whatever you do, if you like me, don't just look at one or two and say, I can't do that. Just stay where you are and be in the place that you are right now. Abandon yourself to whatever you believe in and take these directions because, whoa, <laughs> they pack a punch. <laughs> They're certainly changing me. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Carol G. Nessa R. Hi, good morning. My name is Mr. R, and I'm recovered in Toronto, Canada. Um, I, what's speaking to me this morning is the concept of a turning point. Um, a turning point is a play, is a time or a place where I have to make a decision. Um, you know, the decision between continuing to go the way I've been going or going in a different direction, continuing to do what I've been doing or doing something different. And so by this point, you know, uh, about to take step three, I hopefully have determined that the way I've been going and what I've been doing isn't working for me. And if I keep doing what I'm doing, I keep getting what I'm getting. And so, and so I, need to, uh, I need to change directions and do something else. 
and here uh, seeing an overview of, of the steps tells me what it is that the decision entails you know because not only I have to make a decision but I have to follow through with the decision otherwise that decision will be completely and utterly worthless you know uh, we often hear it said on the line that um, the spiritual transformation that comes or the personal transformation that comes um, um, it's not done by us, but to us, um, and it is, but uh, it doesn't mean that we don't have a role to play, you know. It, ha it comes as a result of, you know, the leveling of our pride, the deflation of our ego, uh, which means I have to work these steps. You know, if just going to meetings was enough, if just um, talking to a sponsor was enough, if just reading the big book, for that matter, was enough, I would have recovered long ago. But I didn't. I didn't because I wasn't following the instructions. I wasn't putting the recommendations, the suggestions, as, as, as Bill humbly put it in this book. Uh, I wasn't putting them into action. Then I wasn't getting anywhere. So, yes, I have to make a decision to change what I'm doing, to change the direction where I'm going, and then i got to follow through with action and that action is the steps, and that's why they are outlined here at this point, so we know what uh, the decision entails that we are making in step three, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Lindy, and your last initial. Was there someone named Lindy? Hi, this is Lind Lindy S. in upstate New York. And um, I just wanted to share because I realized that my baseline is the restless, irritable, and discontent. And um, people are talking about, uh, and I was thinking about that, and then, People are sharing about how obviously it's not um, just the diet. And I need my higher power and the steps to get to my higher power. Not, up, yes, for food, but basically because I'm a person who has learned to be restless, irritable, and discontent. And I don't want to be that way anymore. And I was reading some literature last night, and I was writing this morning, and just got a lot of relief from that um, around really changing my attitude about life. And that's um, as a result of um, surrendering over and over. And right now I keep finding my pockets of fear and pockets of resistance. Um, I was telling somebody in program last week that it was kind of a, one of those both revelation and kind of duh moments when I realized I just need to keep doing this over and over. I'm never going to like do it once and then be like surrendered and done. So I think that's me Thank you very much. Thank you, Lindy F. I will now ask Sally A. to continue the reading with the first full paragraph on page 60 that begins, Many of Us Exclude. 
claimed. Good morning, Rebecca. Sally A. Good morning, addition for you. Sally A. Recovered in South Jersey. Many of us exclaimed, what an order. I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And I think that for me, when I look at this paragraph, I notice that Bill, when he really wants to nail home a concept, he wants to really make, he's driving home a point, you'll notice that he'll use one particular word on a page that just keeps leaping off the page. And for me, at this particular juncture in the book, he seems to continually be bringing up these principles. We saw it in the top of the page to practice these principles in all our affairs. And when I think about practicing these principles, I truly believe for myself it's like practicing my guitar. I've been playing the guitar for 45 years. Do I play well? I, pretty, I play pretty well after 45 years. And the reason I play well is because I have been practicing the guitar throughout most of my life. And so when it says to practice these principles, they're talking to us about practicing. They're talking to us about continuing and continuing to, to bring these principles to the forefront of our mind throughout our day, one day at a time. And then in this paragraph that I just read, we see again that it talks about adherence to these principles. None of us, no, no one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. And then finally it says the principles we have set down are guides to progress. And so many people are aware that in the OA 12 and 12, it speaks of the principles. Step one, honesty. These are the principles that are behind the steps we just read. Step one is honesty. Step two is hope. Step three is faith. Step four is courage. Step five is integrity. The principle behind giving away our, our, um, our entire uh, process of our four-step inventory is integrity. Step six is willingness. Step seven is humility. Step eight, self-discipline. Step nine, love for others. In other places, it calls it justice. Step 10 is perseverance. Step 11 is spiritual awareness. And step 12 is service. And the last thing I want to say about this is that when people start talking about their religion and when they talk about being an atheist or being whatever their religion is, I'm always a little turned off. Even if they're talking about my religion, I'm turned off because this is not about a religious awakening. This is about a spiritual awakening and that the 12 steps are leading us to a spiritual awakening that, that I cannot do this of myself, that there's not power in me to put the food down. It's impossible for me to fix me, that I must have an outside source that will lead me to a place of, of mental health, of physical health, and 
spiritual health. And it's a spiritual solution, not a religious solution. Thanks for letting me share with that, I pass. Thanks, Sally. Thank you, Sally. Um, who would like to share on this paragraph? This is Renata. Sherry S. G. S. Wait one second. Someone who said S. Sherry S. Sherry S. And who was Renata? Her? Renata G. And next. Oh, you know what? I will be lucky if we get the two because we're almost out of time. So Sherry S. and Renata, I don't even know if you'll have a chance. Go ahead, Sherry S. Hi, this is Sherry S. from Massachusetts, compulsive overeater, recovered, living 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis. Many of us exclaimed, what an order, I can't go through with it. Um, When I went through this big book step study process with my AA sponsor seven years ago, of course, I was still on the donuts then, so I was very blocked. Um, I said, want me to, she wanted me at the end of step three, you know, we lit a candle and we both did this, the third step <clears throat> prayer. And she said, um, you know, you, I want you to, you know, um, commit that you're going to help others, other women through this process. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? I didn't, you know, I was no, not up for that. That that seemed like a really um, tall order for me. I was not about helping others, but I just said yes anyway. Of course, that was seven years ago, and I was still eating. And um, you know, uh, being thirty years sober and blocked in AA um, because of the donuts, I um, was not able to work ten, eleven, and twelve on a daily basis um, the way I had liked to do. Um, so it's it's much different for me now. Now it's a t- it is a tall order. It's a tall order for me because I have such a history with relapse. So um, it's a tall order, and I want it to be a tall order. I have to work for my recovery. This doesn't, you know, it doesn't come easy for me. Um, I guess you know I'm not fighting anymore. So I I, I don't know if I want to use the word easy, but it just kind of like glides along because I just work 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis, and um, I, you know, I don't, I don't have perfection. I don't do it perfectly, um, but I do do it. Um, I do adhere to the um, principles, um, and it talks about we are not saints because we're not saints, that's for sure. Um, and, you know, it's a, my spiritual progress grows every day as long as I continue to work 10, 11, and 12 because as soon as I stop, I am right in the donuts right away. Um, it doesn't take a long time for me. So um, I'm grateful. I'm going to end here so that we can uh, get another share. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry S. Renata G., do you want to share for like a minute or would you rather wait until the second hour? I'll just I'll just say a quick thing, uh, Rebecca. Okay, before you, you do one, let me just interrupt for one second. If you're not Renata G, could you please mute your phone, check and make sure that you're muted because there's noise on the line. Go ahead, Renata G. Thank you. Good morning, family. This is Renata G, recovered compulsive reader in New York. You know, when I finally 
realized that I needed the steps in order to recover, right? When I stopped using away as a diet, you know, with group support, I I was overwhelmed, you know, when looking at the steps. And, you know, it says that, you know, there is an order, right? So, you know, when I was in step one, I needed to focus on step one. Because looking at step four, step nine, it was too overwhelming. That's why I never really wanted to start the step work because I was, you know, projecting and anticipating making amends. I mean, and, you know, and so that's why the steps have an order to them. You know, each of the steps prepare me for the next one. On each step that I work through, I built that relationship with a power greater than myself a little bit more. And so, you know, that gives me the courage, the, you know, the motivation that I need to, to take the next step. And just one thing I want to say is, you know, I've heard this, and that's true for me, that, you know, higher power has saved my life, but these steps teach me how to live it. You know, that's the biggest gift this program has given me. Today I get to live life, not just exist. And I'm so grateful with that I passed. Thanks. Thank you, Renata G. Unfortunately, we have to close this first hour of the meeting, but there's plenty of time if you can stay on the line to share further in the next hour. So I want to thank you all, everyone who's shared and who's read and uh, who's been listening. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I will ask Charlie G. to read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Good morning, Rebecca. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, friends. This is Charlie, recovering uh, compulsive overeater from Edmonton, Alberta. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. And realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.